Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am joined with Sean Michael Reagan. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Roy. I'm a longtime listener of your show. I'm glad to be on it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited about the conversation today. So I guess a little background on you, co-founder and editorial director of Foundry.net, you know, a prominent blogger and former editor of Make Magazine, which I think a lot of our subscribers have read or are reading currently. And a lot of your freelance work has appeared in several books, Popular Science, Ready Made, Chemical and Engineering News, and of course, the Wall Street Journal. So tell me a little bit about your background and why we're on the show today. My background is pretty eclectic. I come from an interesting family. My dad is an engineer and kind of a successful inventor and independent entrepreneur. My mom, on the other hand, is very uh, creative and artistic type. And I was headed for a degree in, in the pharmaceutical industry and a career in the pharmaceutical industry when the kind of blogging thing happened in 2006, 7, 8, 9. I was keeping a personal blog when I was in graduate school about this kind of the hobby uh, technical projects that interested me. And that was getting a lot of attention, and I started to get offers just to write on the web, which had always been something I kind of wanted to do, to write, but it seemed so impractical. But I I thought that I had a chance I was going to do it. I'm glad that I took that leap. It's turned into a whole career for me. Absolutely. So you wrote a book, first edition released back in 2016 with the Total Inventor's Manual, Transform Your Idea into a Top-Selling Product. And you've got the second edition now coming out another month or so in September of this year. Let's, I guess, kind of, you know, walk through the process of inventing a product and bringing an idea to market. Okay, so the way that I think about it and the way that I learned to think about it and all the time I was writing about people in this space was a pretty simple model. It has to do with whether you're uh, making one or making many. And I sort of divide the, the process of indie product development up into four steps, making one, selling one, making many, and selling many. When you're making one, obviously what you're talking about is prototyping, right? Which is where my own sort of like interest and passion at least originated was in the prototyping space. And then when you're selling one, you've got a prototype or several prototypes. And what you're trying to do is persuade other people that your prototype represents a viable product, right? Once you're past that hurdle, you're into making many, which is the problem of taking your prototype and making it manufacturable, Right. That's a whole problem unto itself. And then once you've got the manufacturing problem solved, you've got the selling many problem, which is, you know, how do I market this product? How do I grow a company? What's my exit strategy? How long do I want to be? You know, the guy that is the made on TV, Gensu knife guy. Right. So the book starts with 
but kind of very basic, like where do ideas for products and inventions come from and how do you cultivate those ideas and ends, I think, all the way kind of at the, the, the extreme other end of that process with like, well, how do I sell my company that I have successfully built based on my idea? And of course, that is a huge space to cover. But I'm really proud of this book because I feel like you're not going to find a shorter, better, pithier book that covers the entire breadth of that space, if that's what you're interested in maybe doing with your life. Yeah, and I think that certainly resonates with a lot of our audience, you know, whether they be in the ideation stage or have the idea and are looking to get that product out there, not only make many, but sell many, right? At the same same caveat. That's right. Yeah. So how can inventors find a good company to work with, you know, let's say just for the product development side, say they've, you know, ideated the idea out, you know, what should they be looking for? What questions should they be asking when looking to work with product developers? You want to look at a portfolio first, I think. Uh, you want to see what they've done. I, honestly, I think it's much like hiring any other professional. And like an attorney is a good example. You probably don't just want to like call a number off a billboard or just click the next online ad that you see. The ideal situation is where somebody that you trust in your personal network is that, oh, these guys do a good work, right? Or these, these people do good work. Absolutely. So how can an inventor minimize that risk during the product development process? The whole product development process is amazing because everyone tries to break it down in terms of like a line. But really, there's there's lots of different things that have to, have to happen in product development, but it's not like they're a line in time. So many of them have to happen at once for it to really work out like in parallel. The best way to minimize risk in the process is you kind of have to begin with the end in mind and you have to try as hard as you can to think all the way through. And that involves like when you're building your prototype on the one hand, you want to get through it and get to like a thing that proves the concept and that you can show to potential investors. But you also want to be thinking in some part of your mind, even at that early stage, like, okay, so what machine is going to be in the factory that's going to do this step? Right? Absolutely. So sticking on like the minimizing risk part, what are some of your big tips for, let's say, market testing before we get into making many and selling many? How should an inventor go about testing the market, collecting data and fine tuning their product? Honestly, that the ideal method involves having the money to do it right, where you can actually like spend the money and do quantitative testing and get like scientific like testing data that's rigorous to sociological and psychological standards and really say, okay, so we had this concept and it tested like this and then we changed it and it's improved by this percent. Of course, nobody but huge companies can afford that, right? But you have to test. And the alternative to the kind of quantitative model that like the giant corporations can do is qualitative testing, where you like you get people, you identify people that you think are in your target market demographic and you hand them your prototype. You let them play with it for a while and you talk to them and you encourage them to be frank and you write down everything you say and you go back to your team or go back to your little room where you think of it by yourself and think about what they said. And you do that probably 10 to 20 times at least. Right. And then you, at least, are persons who have digested all of those kind of reports from those people that have dealt with your prototype, will, I think, be pretty well prepared to understand whether your idea is really viable with your target demographic or not, even if you can't afford to do like you know, a huge sort of quantitative product testing program. Interesting. So we've made our initial prototype now. We've gotten some user feedback to which we hopefully can sell the product to them. Now we're at the point now where we want to make many of them potentially after the feedback that we've got. So what tips would you have then for manufacturing and finding good manufacturers out there? Yeah, that too is, again, I would say you need to go through your network. I would say like 
I'm probably a bit idealistic on this point. I would say start geographically close to you. It's a dirty trick to play, I think, politically, but the kind of time-honored process is to develop, if you're in the United States, for instance, it would be to develop your manufacturing process at a local company or someone that speaks your language, somebody that you can physically visit their manufacturing facility and see how the process works. And then once you've got it fine-tuned, you know, you can uh, send it overseas with clear instructions about how it's supposed to go. So we've you know kind of experienced a revolution, if you will, in terms of bringing new products to market, whether it be from you know the exposure of a Shark Tank or using sites like Indiegogo and Kickstarter to bring new products to market. What do you think are some of the biggest benefits that crowdfunding offers to the inventor community? I think it's it's mostly a matter of convenience, right, and, and, and its accessibility for people. It sort of lowered the 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 kind of social and economic barrier to becoming an independent entrepreneur, an independent product development entrepreneur, or an inventor, because it makes it so much easier to find that key funding you need when you're selling one, right, and trying to raise money to like do your first manufacturing run, because it hooks into. Uh, the social media that we're all helplessly connected to nowadays. Whereas in the old days, like you would have to go around and you would have to find investors manually. You'd have to go and pitch them, you know? So I think that is kind of the, the big impact of Kickstarter and the other kind of crowdfunding platforms in the internet age on the entrepreneurial space. And though I think, I think society is focused a lot on kind of like right now, at least on kind of like the downsides of like the internet revolution. I think in crowdfunding, it's really cool because it's like, this is clearly a positive development, right? This is like, makes it so much easier for citizen entrepreneurs to find funding and realize their dreams. Absolutely. And we love it. How do you see the inventor landscape changing over the next five years, potentially? You know, I think I want to say something original, but I I don't think that I can because I think it's all been said before. I think like, you know, like the robots are going to get better at making this stuff and, we're going to see more creativity in the ideas. It's going to get easier to build stuff. It's going to get easier to find funding. I think we're just going to kind of see even more so than we've already seen kind of an increasing explosion in creativity due to those barriers just coming down, both in terms of accessing funding and manufacturing products. What is your top advice for an inventor who wants to start making money on their own product? Do the math, right? Know the math, account for the costs, Make friends with your spreadsheet program, right? Make lots of spreadsheets. And when you make decisions, understand the numbers. When you make a decision, it's because you understand the numbers because you've made a spreadsheet that accounts for all the costs and the risks to the best of your ability to account for them, right? Don't make decisions emotionally or intuitively. Make them from your spreadsheet program. Solid advice. All right. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? I'm good. Go for it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? My father, honestly, my father, my father's just an insanely uh, successful entrepreneur. He's almost 80 and he has 30 patents and has started like four companies and he's still gets up every morning at the crack it on to go work on patent number 31. I mean, it's certainly family. I love it. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Tesla. What would be your first question? Are you really from Mars? No, (laughs) not really. Was there another way than alternating current? Interesting. Any books outside of yours that you'd recommend to our listeners? There's a book from the 70s that I really like called Nomadic Furniture, which is which is kind of like a, a very radical DIY approach to like building everything you need for your own life as opposed to sort of buying it 
getting a job and buying it. I, I'm very much a hands-on type guy, so I, I like the kind of radical, independent DIY approach. Nice. What's your favorite invention? I'm going to have to go with the printing press. Good one. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it's going to get more competitive among platforms. I think there's a lot of money to be made there. And I think it's going to be increasingly like in the future, like when you, you have an idea and you think you can crowdfund it, the first and most important question is going to be what platform do I put it on? Absolutely. Well, Sean Michael Reagan, this has been awesome. This is your chance to give our audience your pitch, tell them what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. Thanks, Roy. And to y'all listening, if you get a chance, if you're at Costco, Barnes & Noble, or Sam's in the near future, and you see my book, it's got a bright orange cover, and it's called The Total Inventor's Manual. I'd appreciate it if you'd pick it up and check it out. I'm proud of it. I think if you're at all interested in this kind of like independent inventor product development pathway, you will not find a shorter, better, more memorable summary of kind of the entire arc of that process from having the idea, deciding that it's a good idea to selling the company between two covers than my book. So please do check it out if you get a chance. And thanks for listening. Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the show notes, a full transcript, and links to everything we talked about today, and of course, the book. And thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Mr. Sean Michael Reagan, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart today. Thank you, Roy. Enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.